Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pull up a chair and join me around the bar as we pour a dram and share in our love of all things whiskeys. Hi, I'm your host, Victor. You can call me Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the bar. Welcome back to Distilled. Lots going on this week. Holy cow. Um, Not going to get too much into all the craziness, but um, yeah, Friday. That was rough. Thursday, Friday was rough, uh, especially for Europe. So prayers for the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia, just everyone involved over there. But moving on to happier times, um, when this episode comes out, it will be Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. So, that's fun. Going to be talking a little bit about the Vukare cocktail. Last year when I recorded this Mardi Gras episode, I talked about the Sazerac. Well, the Vukare is another... New Orleans classic, um, and it'll be the cocktail that we are showcasing at our Mardi Gras party, so that'll be fun. If you like a Manhattan, you might like the Vukare. Um So first of all, what what's up with the name? Well, it's French origin, and it's named after the Old Square, which... In New Orleans, the Vucare was the old square. That was the French Quarter. And that was essentially the square that the original city was built around, the initial settlement. And from there, it just kind of spread out. So, Vucare cocktail takes its name from the French Quarter where it was invented. Um, it is comprised of equal parts, and typically... This is three-quarter ounce ounces of rye whiskey, three-quarter ounces of sweet vermouth, three-quarter ounces of cognac, and about a half ounce of Benedictine, an herbal liqueur. So if you've been... Uh, and then it also gets two dashes of Peychaud's bitters, and two dashes of Angostura bitters. So if you have been following along to those recipes, you might recognize, hey, the two of those spirits are French. There's a fortified wine that I'm pretty certain is out of Italy, and then a rye whiskey. What is going on with this cocktail? Well, that's kind of the beauty of this cocktail, I think, and its origin. Um, so the Vucarea also goes by another name. It was um, the Carousel Cocktail. It was the house specialty, the house drink of the Carousel Bar in the uh, in Hotel Monteleone. So, Monteleone 
Hotel Monteleone was built in New Orleans in the uh, French Quarter along Royal Street by a very entrepreneurial Sicilian shoe salesman um, named Antonio Monteleone. Uh, he immigrated from Sicily and uh, in sometime around 1880 uh, opened up shop on Royal Street but he found that America presented a great opportunity uh, to realize his dreams and he had bigger dreams than just being a shoe salesman so at the first chance he got he bought a hotel uh, it had 64 rooms it was at the corner of Iberville and Royal Streets and it was initially the commercial hotel and he saw that it had the space for him to be able to expand so he purchased it and in 1903 he constructed 30 more rooms and five years later added another 300 rooms at that point he felt that it was appropriate to uh, change the name and stamp the hotel with his own calling it hotel Monteleone. Uh, after he died his son frank took over um the bar the hotel bar had a head bartender named walter bergeron <clears throat> excuse me and he invented the drink in the late 1930s um it was initially named after um the carousel bar which was the bar of the hotel um <laughs> And I, I really think that this drink kind of showcased the, the history of, well, the hotel and um, Antonio Monteleone himself. So rye whiskey coming from America. Sweet vermouth comes from Italy. Monteleone was Sicilian and Italian. Because it was in the French Quarter, they also added cognac, which comes from France, and Benedictine. It's a sweet herbal liqueur that also comes from France. Um, Angostura bitters probably were not. It probably wasn't Angostura. But aromatic bitters, because they just elevate cocktails so well. It's like seasoning. It's amazing. And then because, again, this is... New Orleans, you had Peychaud's, and Peychaud's bitters um, were very popular at that time. So to really kind of throw a New Orleans twist on this drink, um, you get your Peychaud's. It's a very good cocktail. It's herbal, floral. It's kind of on the sweet side. It's, it's just amazing and delicious, and I really enjoy it. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, making a big batch of it for my friends so why are we doing this well it's for mardi gras mardi gras fat tuesday um if you haven't figured it out by listening to this podcast already i am catholic uh, my family is catholic and 
Ash Wednesday is the beginning of the 40 days of Lent. This is 40 days of fasting and sacrifice while we meditate on and contemplate our own mortality and death and um, meditate on the sacrifices that Jesus made for us. And it's a time of penance to prepare for Easter when he ultimately gave his life so we could have eternal life in heaven. Um, not to get too catechetical on you. Um, but so to prepare for these 40 days of fasting, Catholics love to do feasting as well. Feasting and fasting, It's we do it throughout the year and we do it very well. Uh, Mardi Gras comes from that. It came from Rome to Venice, and then eventually it was a carnival in Venice, and then came to uh, the House of Bourbon in France, and it, it became the procession of the fat calf, uh, Bouf Gras, and made its way over to the colonies, to the French colonies in New Orleans. Uh, so that's how we got it here in the u.s mardi gras feasting so we can fast the whole idea is you eat a lot of heavy foods that are going to carry you through the next 48 hours because on ash wednesday itself we are supposed to fast and then we enter into lent so you have a big party, you eat lots of heavy foods, you indulge yourself. It's almost overindulgent, honestly, but there's supposed to be a line for it. There's a line that you have to kind of walk and acknowledge. Don't go overboard, obviously. Um, but remember the reason why we're doing it. And you try to have a good time. So the food will carry you, it'll nourish your body through the fasting on Ash Wednesday and the joy and the consolations that come from that feasting will carry and nourish your soul through the 40 days of fasting and penance so it is twofold um, it nourishes you body and soul um, and that's why we do it this fasting and feasting and I think there's or feasting and fasting. And there are things to celebrate for sure this year, um, especially in my family. The birth of our daughter, the first year of having her on this earth, we've been very blessed with her. And we bought a house. So we're celebrating all of that. Um, me getting a new job in a distillery and just family being able to celebrate family and friends but the fasting is and penance there's there's a lot to fast for um not just as punishment but as an offering offering up our own suffering um to help ease the suffering of others to stand in solidarity with those who are suffering. Um, that's why we're doing this, I think. Um, 
Yeah. Not even, yeah. That's why we're doing it. So I think we will be taking things a little bit more seriously this year. I remember last year, my daughter was born on Ash Wednesday. And talk about meditating on your own mortality, watching the woman you love suffering, trying to bring new life into the world. It was incredible, incredibly beautiful and intense and life-changing in so many ways. Um, so yeah, those first 40 days of her life were through Lent, and it was indeed a different type of Lent. Um, and on Easter, we celebrated. We partied so hard at our parents' place, uh, my in-laws, and it, it was a good time. And that's that's the whole thing with these feast days in the Catholic Church. Um, Mardi Gras, it's at the end of the Epiphany when Christ is revealed to have been born on earth, and it's before we go into the fasting. So... It's a cause to celebrate. Mardi Gras is 100% a cause to celebrate. And I think we do have some good things to celebrate. Um, and so I invite you today, this week, whenever you're listening to this, doesn't have to be on Mardi Gras. You know, you could have pulled this episode up five years from when I recorded it. Just take time. Think of five things you're grateful for and go celebrate them. Raise a glass to them. Um, get with your family and your friends and raise a glass to those good things that you are thankful for. Um, so yeah, just some random thoughts and musings I've had on this um, that I wanted to talk about. That was kind of all I had in mind. Um, as for other stuff going on in the world, I am very saddened by what's happening in Ukraine. Um, I think if people were surprised by Putin's actions, I just feel you should reevaluate some things. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be too judgmental because a lot of people were caught by surprise and I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I mean, the writing was on the wall. So I guess that's all I will say about that. Um, other things going on. Uh, I did manage to get a barrel head uh, from a barrel that was falling apart. And it's really cool because it has um, a stamp from Dickel Distilling Company out of Tennessee. So that's cool. It's got the batch number, um, the DSP number, like all that fun stuff. Um, so I will be cleaning it up. Uh, I just sanded down the, um, the inside of the head. Uh, got the char off and cleaned it up and guys oh my god does this smell of whiskey and it is amazing um sour mash tennessee sour mash whiskey it smells awesome 
It's so good. Um, I did clean it with a um, an oil soap for wood. So I'm really, really hoping that I didn't get rid of that smell because I kind of like it, the aroma it gives off. Uh, on the outside, I had to sand it down a little bit, get some of the dust off. And there was some glue that they used to seal the barrel heads um, that had to be sanded off. And just cleaned it up a little bit and um, trying to preserve the ink from the stamp and cleaned it as well. Um, gonna be talking with my wife about maybe refinishing it, um, restaining it. We'll, we'll look it over and see what we can do to try to kind of salvage it. If anything, it's a good experiment for when I do get um, the barrels that I'm going to be putting underneath the bar top and then eventually sanding down, restaining, and revarnishing uh, the door that is the bar top for the old door basement bar. Um, I would love to do some, I guess, live streams from there. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Maybe host a couple of cocktail classes. Um, try to get the word out ahead of time to let people know um, yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, it'll definitely be a, uh, maybe I'll put it on Patreon first and then make it available for the general public. So that'll be cool. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, restain it, revarnish it. I have to get carpenter's glue or wood glue because Barrel heads are not single solid piece of wood. They're actually several pieces of wood that have tongue and groove um, <clears throat> notches on them so they can fit together. And I have to get carpenter's glue to hold it, or wood glue to hold it all together. Uh, and then we'll hang it up on the wall or mount it. Uh, so that'll be really cool. Nice little addition to the bar down there. Um, it'll be fun. My wife's excited to do something with it. <laughs> when I told her my idea, she got really excited. So that'd be cool. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Follow us on Instagram at distilled, D-I-S-T-I-L-L dot D. Look for the Distilled Facebook page, um, and please donate on the website, www.distilled.me. Become a patron at patreon.com slash distilled. Every little bit helps. Um, pays for the website, pays for whiskey, so I can do some reviews, and um, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast help us grow. These episodes are monetized. So every time an episode is played, every time someone listens to it, I do get a little bit of money off of that. So thank you again for your support. Give us a five-star rating, leave a review, and all that. Take care, folks. I'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.